Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to All Eight Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. It's unrestricted, as you can tell. Uh, Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards, this is the all world's greatest professional wrestling referee. Well, this is Tony Schiavone. Yeah, Aubrey Edwards. You like that, don't you? No, I hate it. Oh, you should love it. <laughs> we're very we're very happy to have our special guest. Why don't you introduce our we special are. guest? We are. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Tony, jeez. So today, uh, we've got Billy Gunn. I'm real excited. It was funny because he was giving me crap before this uh, that I actually had to do a ton of research because I don't actually know a ton about your early career. I think the first time I actually saw you on TV was like a DX reunion. Jeez. I know, right? Or are you living under a rock? Pretty much. Good Lord. I know, right? Yeah. But yeah, you've had New Age Outlaws, DX, won a bunch of tag titles, did some stuff on the indies, did TNA. You've done like it all. And now you're here as a coach. Occasional wrestler, because you were in a couple battle royals, wrestled with your son. Occasional. Occasional yeah, wrestler. Yeah. Like, well, we got 19 yeah, episodes no, of TV, a couple pay-per-views. You pay say, hey, you're head coach and talent. And talent. Yeah, like, that, that, and. That covers it all. It's like an asterisk. <laughs> hard time whenever I want to. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. No, just, it's, it's wrestling. It's all perception. Just call it whatever you want. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, welcome. Obviously, we called you the world's greatest referee. <laughs> I just pay him to say that. I just pay him to say that. <laughs> so, 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 Billy, how do you like it so far here in AEW? I love it. I lo- you know, it's what it is. It's it brings you back to when you enjoyed you when you enjoyed what you did. Right. Like uh, there was a time that I really enjoyed this, and then it not fat, but it just went away. Sure. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it went away. Because of whatever. And then now, just being back in the locker room and being around, and I'm going to say kids because I'm old, um, being around kids that enjoy what they do. Mm-hmm. Like they enjoy being here. They enjoy what they do. They, I don't feel that we put any kind of pressure in a sense that you have to do this. You're going to be this kind of robot or you're going to be that kind of robot. Or, and it's fun to just enjoy myself and not have any stress and have people actually want to listen to me. <laughs> oh, you do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Once oh, in a while crap. I do. I mean, That's why we pay very you. Seldom. I okay. get that feeling when I when I go by the go position there and you're sitting there with Tony Khan or maybe Cody's there that everybody is really focused and loving. It's it's a good atmosphere right there. It's a it really is. good atmosphere. It is very, very good. It's stress-free. Right. Like there's nothing worse than just being... Like you're on edge about everything that you do, and then you just don't do your best work like mm-hmm. that under those kind of stress. I mean, I do, but, you know. Is there a big difference working at a place like here where talent has more control over what it is they're doing and what characters they're trying to portray? Like, do you find a difference day to day? Like, other than, like, it feeling way less stressful and it being... I think, it, yeah, because I think the best part about here is they're still trying to find themselves. It's right. not anybody's... Nobody's really set. Like, you you have your Jerichos and your Moxleys, and, and of course, you're going to have your set characters that you have to have. Mm-hmm. 
But I think everybody else, even though just just for Austin, for example, my son, he's just because he's in this direction right now doesn't mean he'll end up there. Well, no, and he's right. Young and too, there's right? some other yes, and there's some other kids that are the same way. They they're not set in that. They're they're comfortable with the direction that they're going, and they're comfortable right now. But you never know. Like, yeah. You never know when big things hit unless you're willing to try. Right. And if you're under a bunch of stress and, and you're in a straight line and you're not willing to kind of go off, sometimes you sometimes you got to wander off. Sometimes right. to, but See when you wander off and you're not in. afraid to fail and you're willing to explore different avenues, that's when all the great stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It really does. Because I know firsthand... If you just turn yourself loose and believe in yourself and know that you can, like, I know what I can do if you just give me a chance. I mm-hmm. think that's what everybody has here. You are really happy right now. And I don't often <laughs> see this side of you because every time you look at me, you're like, oh, you're here. Okay. That's it. Because people don't realize, people, I think people don't realize I still have a monster passion for this job. And this company that has is brought very it back. evident, very evident. No, but I mean, this company has brought it back out of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I exactly. was, I was burnt. Like without saying it, people know where I've been at right. for the past twenty something years. Your Wikipedia page is very long. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> so, <or not. laughs> but but there comes a time when you're you've been beat. I, like I was beat. Yeah, I, they got me. Physically. I mean, they literally got me. Sure. Yeah. And I doesn't mean that the passion lost me. It means that my love for this job. There's a difference. Right. Right. That the, my love for this job had faded because I'd just been beaten down so bad. But now, like, I love talking about this, and I love talking about the business, and I love talking about this direction because it's exciting. It right. really is. It's how did, super exciting. How did you get involved with AEW? Cody called me. Like they called me and said, "Hey, we have to have you," because I was I. I'd been fired the fourth time <laughs> from another place. Right. Um, but no, I was I I left over there and was doing out on the indies. I was just having fun. Like, right. For some reason, people still wanted to book me all the time. So I was super busy. Like I wasn't. People like butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, well. that's true. But um, they were in process of doing all this. All the main characters were right. set now. With the main characters, how do we we need people around us that right? And me and Cody have always had a great relationship, mm-hmm. and they reached out and said, "Hey, would you love to be a part of this?" And I went, well, "Where do I where do I sign? <laughs> I don't even need papers. Just where do hand I them sign? over. Just sure. hand them over." And it's been a great relationship. And, and you talked about you were on, on the indie tours in the circuit. People remember the X, and they remember that time. And how how big it was back then. They do, and I think that's the biggest thing that keeps me going, like that lets me work all the time, mm-hmm. is because I I was fortunate enough to be in a group and a tag at the time, and I'm not saying nothing about my other tags because I was in some great tags, and it wasn't just me; it was the people that I worked with mm-hmm. that were awesome people as well. But it's that it never goes away; it never gets old. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. Like every time I do, like people want to hear it, so I have to give it to them. When I do, I laugh so hard mm-hmm. just because of the people. I'm a huge, like if people ever have been to a seminar of mine, I'm a huge people person. I love people, except if I'm in the airport. I love <laughs> <laughs> No, I Nobody love likes people. people I airport. love watching their reactions and stuff. And still to this day, I don't care if they're like, there's like 10 year old kids that'll sit there and do all my stuff. And I go, 
And I keep forgetting, oh, the social media and the YouTube thing sure. and all that other it's, stuff. It's that out they there. just go back. They, because it was – I was fortunate enough to be in a period when wrestling was just ridiculous. Yes. Mm. Just insane. Yes. And I mean – Insane. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, and and luckily, I was a huge part of that. Like, I was a big part of that part of the wrestling business in history. And we will always be remembered. And that's really cool. Not that everybody, everybody will be remembered in their own way. And it's mm-hmm. okay, however they remember me as being, you know, whatever. But it was good. It's good. And it's fun to watch people's faces. And it makes me laugh because they still remember every bit of it. Yeah. Like, I'll still have some people because... Um, that Brian kid doesn't go with me. So I'll have people that, and sometimes if if I'm feeling it, people will do it. They're like, they'll do the first part and then I just do the second part. And it's, and it's fun to watch their reaction because they all know it. Right. Like, I don't right. know how, but to right. this day, you know, what are we, 20 years past it or 15 years past it? Right. They still know Every single word, sure, without a beat, without a skip. When so you when you walked out for the battle royal, I mean, they they were just with you. It was yeah. a big pop. It really yeah. was. They they because it's it's nostalgia. I know what it is. Sure, it's, you know it's not like I'm not trying to fool these people and go when they see me that they go, oh, we're going to see a five star match now. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> but it's it's not that. It's I think the best part is it is it's. Like husbands and and guys that have their kids with them, right. mm-hmm. that they go, yeah, watch. This is what I grew this up. Is right. Exactly, get, nostalgia. And they, sure. And instead of seeing it in pictures or whatever, now they get to see it in real life. Right. Like this is that's him. Well, you're like, sharing a part of your life. He's with someone there. Yeah, in real he's, time. He's here. Look, that's him. That's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy with the. Butt. And he's still able to do this at some <laughs> level. Uh, I want to go back and talk about your years. And some of the things that you did. I also want to ask you about your workout regime because I know that you're really into nutrition and you are on top of people. Make yeah, sure, make sure yeah. Because I try to get other people to follow in my footsteps, uh-huh. but they would rather just wear a dress and walk around with papers in their hands. But anyway, <laughs> obviously so, that's not you. You've never no, worn a dress. <laughs> I wore a dress on the boat. I actually wore dresses on the cruise. Really? You did. Did yeah. you try to pick up somebody? No. Yeah. no. I was did you hiding. not have your husband I was hiding. No, he was there. That's okay. why everyone's like, oh, oh. who is this person? Like, I literally <laughs> had like a giant sun hat and dresses and heels, and nobody knew who I was, and it was great. It was like mm. hiding in plain sight. I know how to dress like a person from time to time. So are you giving everybody, a lot of people, tips backstage on nutrition? Like, I mean, if they, I don't push it on people right? at this stage in my life, and, and, what I do and what I'm passionate about other than that, like I had to find something other than this to (laughs) take my energy away. It was like before when we trained, you just go, I was a typical guy or typical training person, go in the gym, lift a bunch of weights, leave, go eat a bunch of food and everything works out fine. Mm -hmm. Plus with my genetics, I'm blessed to have awesome genetics because I can literally eat Burger King every day for months and never gain weight. I know my wife (laughs) hates it. My wife. But it's just here lately in the last few years, I've just really been focused because I'm getting older. Mm -hmm. My joints hurt a little bit more. Everybody is. There you go. Stabbing you for that Burger King. Should I pitch some more? stuff to you. Hey, you so know what? You can, you can, you can stay over here. You can stay over here. Stay in your lane, But I did, I, I've been researching stuff. Mike O'Hearn is a huge inspiration to me. He's been doing this. Been in the, he's been on over 500 magazine covers, and he's Mr. Universe, but he's a very good trainer. 
and I look to him for advice because me and him are kind of, you kind of wanted somebody that's kind of your same body type because obviously we're not all the same. But just reaching out to him a couple years ago, I think it was last year, not a couple, but just last year, and then me and him became really good friends, and he's just helping me. Like, I've never been a food person. I've never, like, I've got a diet. If you were to tell diet to me, I'd just run and hide somewhere mm-hmm. because that just isn't in my vocabulary. But I took diet as losing weight and doing other, like there's the different diets form. to do stuff. Yeah. I want to gain weight, but it's still called a diet Correct. because you're following a food plan. Correct. And I was never much into that. And I was never much into functional training or doing other things. And I do a lot of that now. Mm. And it's so much fun. Nice. Your question. My question. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, question? We, no, I was, we can't do a podcast and stare at each other yeah, as much can. as you would like yeah. to. It's really awkward. <laughs> it's, no, it's, she was she was mesmerized. Yeah. I was just mesmerized. Was, no, like real real story. She was real trying story. to figure out right. how to stick that into yeah. her routine. Yeah. If she were to do one once. All right. right. I'm well, like, how do how do I don't know? Okay, uh, Aubrey has a real story. For, I have a real story. Uh, okay. So first time first time I met you, the only thing I thought was like, oh my god, this guy's massive. <laughs> like you you see people on TV. And it's like, okay, cool, like, gigantic guy, cool, whatever. But everyone in wrestling is huge, right? It's like, literally, like, we're all tiny, like, itty-bitty, like, bugs compared to you. And it's so intimidating. And then meeting you for the first time and, like, how much shit we talk to each other on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, this guy's cool. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite thing that we do is uh, he'll actually come up to the go position, mm-hmm. throw on a headset, mm-hmm. and he'll ask me, hey, Aubrey. Did you work out today? <laughs> and you know I did. If you're ever watching and you see me like look at hard cam and then I flex, it's because I did. Otherwise, I look real sad because I didn't and I feel like I disappointed oh, Well, there you go. Yeah, the worst thing they stories. could do is let me sit at that position oh, and have terrible. a thing that I can talk Just to Just a live people. mic. You like tried to get me to do push-ups Yes. You tried to get me like to do I push-ups. To get a, and I'm trying to pop. I'm trying to bust her now. Now so that like, will be my goal. I'm just trying to be subtle about it because I'm about to like let everything like <laughs> like go and really get her. There was one time he he's in my ear and he's like, "Hey, push up contest, you and Justin." <laughs> and we're in commercial and I look at Justin Roberts. I'm like, "Hey, dude, um, Billy just told us we have to do push ups." He looks at me like, "What? Like now?" I'm like, "I think so." And you're like, hey, come on. We don't have all day. We're coming back from commercial in 90 seconds. And I'm trying to get Justin to do the first one, but he's like really embarrassed about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I would have kicked his ass. I should have done it. Yeah. We're talking it. with uh, Billy Gunn, and we're going to talk a little bit about his, uh, his success in the ring. We're talking with uh, Billy Gunn about his career here in AEW, about his career prior to that. Uh, your debut with the Smoking Guns, 1993. Time goes by quickly, doesn't it? You want to know how old I was in 1993? No, I do not. Then I won't tell you. Were you even born? I was six. Oh, so you're you're a lot older than I thought you were. Makeup is real good, dude. Like I look legit good for 33. <laughs> That's great. Six. Six. What, so, what do you remember? Yeah. What do you remember about your debut with the WWE? Um, what do I remember? I remember this is back when we would do. Like it wasn't live; it was all taped. So they would. It was ridiculous. We taped so many shows, so many days. Like I think it was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or something, is how we were, and taped two shows a day. Well, when they when we got our trial, and they came up. They and when we did the smoking guns, we were decked head to toe with every single. 
<laughs> Everything, every Western wear thing you could imagine. Right? Yeah. So they told us, hey, be dressed because for your tryout, back then with their tryouts, you know, back in my day, our tryouts wore, um, when they tape change or they needed a match before something else aired right. or something, they would throw guys out there for six, eight minutes or whatever. So they said, well, be dressed when the show starts, which is, you know, when you get there virtually at two o'clock in the afternoon, be dressed from then. And then we'll just call on you to whim. So mm-hmm. you just be ready. So the first day we were dressed all day, nothing, nothing. Second day dressed all day, nothing. Third day dressed all day. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. They finally go, okay, we're doing a, the last show tape change, whatever. Just go out there eight minutes. Um, it was with Barry Hardy and, um, the kid that does, um, Gilbert, not Goldberg, but Gil does a Gilbert deal. <laughs> right. So, okay. and, and it wasn't like it wasn't anything we did spectacular. We actually listened to the people that told us, hey, go out there. They just want to see how people react to you. Right. They just want to see how you move. Just have they fun. Just, yes. And we just literally went out, yee-hawing. I could do some rope tricks. So I did rope tricks and yee-hawed and did all this and just had a basic little match and just came back and. They liked it, I guess, because they took us from there. Like, if we really got into this and figured out how I got into the business, you'd it's unrestricted. We can talk about whatever we want. No, <laughs> I understand that, but we don't have time. Oh, but shit. anyway, I was, ne- in a sense, I was never a wrestling person. I didn't know how it worked. I fell into this by luck. I didn't watch it. Didn't have nothing to do with it. Right. Like I just started training because two guys that I grew up with in high school were doing Ron and Don Harris. Blues Brothers were doing Memphis wow. and Nashville. How about that? Um, they lived in Apopkin. I grew up with them and knew them. They came back into town. I asked them what they were doing. They said they were wrestling in Memphis and stuff, and I literally almost peed in my pants because I thought it was the stupidest shit I ever heard. Well, it kind of is. But, but then they, they would come into town. <laughs> They finally got me to go to a ring. They beat the life right out of me. You don't probably you don't know Ron and Don Harris. No. Six eight six nine yeah. twins, oh. nice as could be, would beat the shit right out of you. Yeah, nice. and I literally sat there, like blood out of my nose, my mouth, and stuff. Going, okay, hold on a second. This is nothing that I've heard. It is. I've heard and it was fake. Just, you know, yeah, that yeah, the, whole the, the whole thing yeah. like that. And they went, well, you know. <laughs> and I fell in love. Sure. Like, then all of a sudden, I couldn't get enough of it. That's when I ran into Barton and, and did all that. But being as green as we were, I literally we went from the ring. They said, "Hey, Vince would like to talk to you." So we went into Vince's office. He was with JJ Dillon at the time. JJ was working there. And they go, hey, ask us a little about ourselves or whatever. And and he goes, he goes, we'd like to send you a contract to, you know, look it over, see what you think. And back then, they, you know, it was just a, like a piece of paper that said you're going to work 10 days in a year or right. something exactly. like that. Right. Right. It wasn't it had no, like it was about like that. It right. wasn't anything special or nothing. Single page. And so I looked at Vince and I go, well, I have a job. Can I do this on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. He did that, did his little Vince laugh and then looked at at me and he goes, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> like I didn't know. He knows. Yeah. I get you know, he just knew something. He yeah. knew something was there. Could he get it out of me or could they, you know? But that's what I 
that's what I remember the most. Is right. literally looking at Vince McMahon and going asking if I could just wrestle on the weekends because I had right. a job. Like who like, the hell are you? Well, because yeah, because I don't <laughs> like, and it wasn't meant as anything except I didn't know how it worked. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that you work all the time. Like and, this right. is literally your and, job. And if you're good, you can actually make money at it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, so how much of the smoking guns gimmick was real? Like no, it was like, like that's all I did. That's all you did. Like so. I went to college on a rodeo scholarship, okay. not a football. I had sixteen football scholarships and one rodeo scholarship. So I, I a heard. rodeo scholarship. Yeah. How do you wow. get a rodeo scholarship? They give them they to, have scouts. No, because like. I've trained horses and stuff my entire life. Can you up, ride a bull? Up until huh? Can you ride a bull? Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. What? Right. That's what I did. How? Okay. Okay. So when you use a bull rope, it was a shoot, right? I mean, yes. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This is crazy. No, see, because when I was a little kid, that's all You're I did. Shooting. I rode horses. I trained horses. I went to college to add, as an ag business major. Okay. Um, I worked on a ranch, trained horses on a ranch to put myself through the school, which wow. not putting myself through school meant going to there. And... You were on football scholarships, let's be real. <laughs> no, I swear, I didn't go. I didn't want to play football. Like, me and my dad had a big talk about it because right. I was a pretty good football player and so I really had to ride anywhere I wanted to go, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. It just didn't ha- – it never grabbed me. Mm-hmm. I only did it because people wanted me to do it. But uh, there's this thing about me that when pe- when I do something and I'm not really good at it, my ADD kicks in and I go berserko. Mm-hmm. So I literally train and train and train until I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's what's so good about wrestling is I did every sport you could do. And I don't want to say it's easy – but it was easy. And when it's easy, it's not fun and it's not challenging anymore. This is the only thing that changes so much. And it's you'll never know everything there is about wrestling because it changes so much. Mm-hmm. And the moment and, you have it down, the industry and changes And it's again. a whole different element of what you have to do. And you either keep up or you just you stick to your old ways and just go away. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm still pretty relevant is because I'm willing to change. I don't just, you know, there's never a time I go, well, back when I did, uh, right. you know, I don't, sure. I'm not, because that's just silly. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, and I feel and, like and, if you're of that like mindset, you're not going to end up here. No. Like, Mm-mm. no, I, I was so. saying, and you've got to be that way now and be a coach in this business, right? Because it, yes. the business has changed so much. Yeah. And to get, and I feel to get talent to listen to you, there has to be a way that they can connect with you. And if all you do is talk about the old days mm-hmm. and what we used to do in the old days right. is you can tell, like, we have a ton of knowledge. <laughs> like we have a boatload of knowledge and I'm not trying to throw it on you. I'm going to give it to you. And you do with it what you want. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't yell it at you. I don't say, hey, you have to do this. And the only way that you're going to do that is if you trust me or we have some kind of relationship other than, okay, you've been in the business a long time. Okay, that gets you so far. It doesn't get you all the way. Right. And I go all the way. So if I feel that there's a, I have to talk to you a different way than I can talk to somebody else, then that's what I do. It doesn't mean that it's any less important. But there has to be that relationship. So when I ask you to do something or ask you to try it, that you trust me. Because the last thing I want to do that, and they go, oh, they're trying to sabotage me. Because it's a wrestling business, and we try to sabotage everybody. Right. (laughs) It's the wrestling business. I wanted to ask you, we were talking about the smoking guns, about your relationship with Bart. And uh, Bart, pretty tough guy, right? 
not pretty, very, very. very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not pretty, okay, very. Barroom he's like the, yeah, he's yeah. the only guy that you can actually walk in his town and walk anywhere, uh-huh. and it separates like the Red Sea. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's known and known well, right. But um, yeah, me. I actually, when Ron and Don got done with me, I wanted to go to because they were working, like I said, up in Nashville and Memphis and stuff. And I wanted to go to school and, and God, as much as I hate saying this name, Eddie Mansfield had a wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, um, he had a school, but nobody ever went. The only person I ran into ever there was Bart. And we were so, like, Bart was the same as me. He yeah. didn't know none of this either. So we would literally set up a TV with tapes and watch stuff and then run it. Needless to say, he would kill me a lot of the time. <laughs> right? Hence why I got so tough, because I had to toughen up just to beat him up. Right. right. So it was just, it was never any psychology stuff. It was just see, do. See, try to do. So you can, if you can just imagine the us two doing that. Yeah. But ever since me and Bart, the first time we saw each other, we were just connect. It was just a thing. It was, right. we were very connected. Yeah. Like That's, we just had that bond. You still stay in touch with him? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Because yeah. he's such a good guy. Right. He's, he is an awesome person. Beat up 15 guys in a bar. Is that true? Yes. Oh yeah, that's that would be on I mean, a weekend basis if you wanted. <laughs> that happened more than one. It's not a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, he's very cool. Oh sure, but yeah. until until he, right. until you until say something the wrong way, then he doesn't go. Like he doesn't do stuff in moderation either. When he goes, he beats everybody right. up. Right. Yeah, right. He just, right. <laughs> yeah, he's not singling anybody out. He's just, if you know him or you hung out with the guy that he's about to beat up, they're getting beat up too. <laughs> four years later <laughs> four years later you team with road dog and the new age outlaws and you and brian are still very close right yes yeah 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 there was people ask me all the time and i just i don't know what it was like i literally don't know how come we had such great chemistry or how come because Yes, I knew him from work. I knew him from doing the roadie with Jeff and and all that stuff. And we knew each other. But until the day that they said, hey, we're going to put you together to tag. And the very first time we tagged something like I want. Yes. And I want to be really corny and say magical. But I don't know how to explain it. Right. Right. Like there was that thing we just we did. But it was. It was so weird, and I wish I had a way to explain it, but I just don't. But because me and him were working each other, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of – but the minute we started tagging together, it was – It was magic. It was magic. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Well, you, you, you have the same type of personalities, at least it seems to me. In a, in in a, a way, in we a way, do. But in you come a, from different backgrounds, right? You, yes. you didn't know anything about it, and he grew up in wrestling. Yes, right. exactly. So – and it was just a – it, it was beyond being brothers. It was beyond being partners. It was beyond everything. It was just, we just knew each other like better than anybody could. Mm-hmm. And when we did stuff together, we literally just fed off of each other. That's all we needed. Like, really, that's the only, I'm not saying the only reason, but that's one of the reasons that we got over so well is. One, we were going to get fired, so we had no reins on us, and we literally just like would go do whatever we wanted to do. And it was never anything outlandish that we were trying to get fired, 
but it was finally, I get to be me, he gets to do what he does best, and we always worked off that. He is probably one of the best talkers that people don't realize yes, in this business. Yes, he is. Like, he is so good. Right. Like, because, and, and people don't know a lot of stuff about him, but every night before we'd crack that curtain, he was a wreck and would literally hang on to me and go, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> Give me something. And I, we would sit there, and I would wait for our music and just shove him out the curtain, and go. blah, it just would go. And <laughs> right. it would, but he would do it every single night. And you, after a while, you think it was funny or a rib, but it really isn't. No, it's he just literally him. doesn't until you put him in that moment. Right. But once you put him in the moment, he's all, and I'm not a good talker. I'm a great worker. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you two work so well together. <laughs> but we always, we always knew each other's strength. We always knew what each other was doing. We would always try to make each other laugh. If anybody could, back in the early days, ever walk around with us, you, would, you couldn't handle it. Because we would just literally, we would feed off each other so much that it was almost ridiculous. Uh, some great tag team matches. You had a few with Mick Foley in 1998. Yeah, and, and, I mean, um, one Terry of the, Funk. Terry mm-hmm. Funk. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking about two guys who are just legendary. I don't want to say hardcore, but they just they did crazy yeah. things. And, and Terry, probably one of the toughest humans I've ever been in the ring with. Right. Uh, probably one of the funniest moments is I power bombed him in a dumpster and hit the side of the dumpster and almost tore him in half. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we came in the back, and I was, like, I felt so bad. Like, I don't know what happened. It just was one of those things. And I would say, hey, kid, don't worry. It's all part of the business or whatever. <laughs> exactly. But then the very next night, we're out working, and he hit me so hard. Like, <laughs> how, he likes to blame me that he can't see, but he'll just do that Terry Funk selling them out of nowhere, just clot, and he just clobbered <laughs> me. And you can't help but just lay there and just start laughing. Just go, okay, there it is. I knew, I knew something was coming. But yeah, we had some great stuff with them. We had good chemistry with them. Yeah. Um, of course, Terry's Terry and Mick's Mick. But uh, right. You know, we had we did some good stuff with them, and it kind of when we threw them off the stage. Yeah. Kind of everybody just went one. They just went, oh my god, because it was a long way. It really was. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it was a long way. It wasn't just off a ledge. Right. We chucked them off the. Stage, right, right, and then people kind of just went, "Oh my God, these guys are for real!" <laughs> like so, I think that is kind of what really put me and and Brian on the map. Right, right. I had matches with uh, Owen Hart and uh, and The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dwayne was always easy to work with. Sure, he, he had. He has a larger than life personality, mm-hmm. and Owen, in his own right, is right. just you know he's a heart. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you say any more than no. that? Right, you, right, exactly. exactly. Do you say any more than that? Exactly. But, you know, and at the time, those guys had such huge personalities and were so over that you just, you know, it's, it's, I feel that we need to get to that where people are so over that they don't understand the energy that comes with that. Like, very was, well said. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that. That's <laughs> right. Dude, it's a it's a it's life changing. Like it's amazing, right? To be in there with somebody, it's the same, and it never gets old. And I've been in there a thousand times with Austin, Steve, and The Rock, the same, and some of those guys. But when you're out there and that shit hits, talking music, mm-hmm. it's another level of craziness. 
I mean, you literally, your skin just wants to, your skin will peel right off of you because it's so, it's such an energy and it's such a, it's such a, like people lose their minds. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, back then would lose the, if that glass broke or what the if you smell, yeah. people would go insane. Right. Yeah. And when you're in it, like I, you're just dropped right in the middle. You're just in of the middle of the ring waiting. Like it's all coming. Sure. And you know, because you just hang on. You go somewhere into a corner, you hang on to something because it's coming. I mean, me and Brian got that one night in Tacoma, Washington, actually, to where we couldn't even work. They, they sucked the life right out of me. They were so <laughs> like Brian could not talk for ten minutes. They were so loud, and every time he tried to talk, they would get louder. And it's what that is. It's an emotional reaction. Like it's different than getting a reaction or right. getting something that you did. People are invested. When, yes. When you get an emotional reaction, it is a whole different level of crazy. Like, and those guys had it. We had it. You know, those guys had it. And just being in that, you just, you don't have to do anything else. Right. Because <laughs> if they're there for that, can you just imagine when we do a move or something, oh, they're going to go insane. The roof blows off. In 1997, you guys won your first tag title against the Legion of Doom. Yeah. And that's a, that's a pretty famous tag team. Yeah, they were great. You yeah. Know, but they came in and did what they needed to do, which right. is, you know, kudos to them. You know, right. it, it's it's you, you they they were passing the torch and they were passing it to me and Brian. Right. And what better guys than the two nas- <laughs> <laughs> biggest yeah. names in, in yeah. tag team wrestling Absolutely. at the time. Yeah. You know. We're talking with Billy Gunn. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Degeneration X and a whole lot more. We're talking with Billy Gunn. And we're talking about his his great career, uh, the Generation X. Did you realize how big this would be? No. Did anybody? You know, <laughs> no. Because when when the first two did, I hate saying their names, but <laughs> the first two. <laughs> no, I mean, I just hate saying their names. Um, when Hunter, Hunter and Sean did it, it was something different. It was uh-huh. something new. It was something not wrestling, but it's on a wrestling show. But it caught on because. The, of the personalities that those two had. Those two did the same thing. They fed off Grady off of each other, did some silly stuff, um, and were, oh, it's going to hurt. But they were pretty good. Oh. I know. That hurt so bad. It's okay. It's okay. But, we're here for you. We're here <laughs> thank, for you. Thank you, because I'm going to need a lot of counseling after this show. <laughs> Pain is um, all a part of wrestling. I mean, you got to give them what they, you know, you know, but it's, but I think when Sean went away, and I'm I'm gonna hold to this to this day. They did DX did not get good until me and Brian got on there till we were in it, because now you have five people and it's a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. You have now you have everybody and anybody that could do everything and anything, right? So and and everybody did their played their part so good, and as a unit we were just unstoppable and still doing the entertaining stuff. And just doing and doing more wrestling stuff. Any of the antics that you you guys did that really sticks out in your mind that you remember? On TV or not? Yeah. <laughs> we used to walk. <laughs> That's okay. a very. We used to walk that face is amazing. Like this, how crazy it was. Okay. We would walk around downtown New York and get girls to take their tops off. Just because we could. Because you're like, I'm like, in DX. It was, it was, my heroes. Like, Here's my titties. Just wa- like it, we would do silly things like right. that. But it was more just to see if we could do it. Like sure. how right. much. Like, And they would look and go, sure. And you go, 
what the what are we right now? Like, <laughs> what, what, what what are we? Is this happening? Is this really happening? I don't know. Get her to take her time wow. off. Get her. Yeah. But okay. Jeez. You mentioned Steve Austin and working with him, and um, DX messed with Steve Austin, and he got you guys back. Yeah, got caught in bear traps. We got caught in springs. We got stuff dumped on us. We got hooked up. We got like, like that. You know, there's there's not like Steve had the ultimate was the ultimate character, but then had the ultimate bad guy. So and he was smoking. There uh, to me, there's nobody that's ever been as hot as he was at that. No, you're right. I, I, I don't. I, you I know, agree. No yeah. offense to Hogan and stuff. Hogan had a longer lifespan yeah. here, um, and did certain things. But just as a as a person that was over mm-hmm. super fast, Steve was it. He's the biggest star ever in our business. I think. I, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Right. I do agree. And yeah. and it's not that we've had some greats, and it's not taking away nothing from them. But <laughs> Austin was another level, sure, mm-hmm. because he played the part. He was the perfect guy. He's that. He's that guy, and he had the perfect villain in that guy that everybody hated. And yep. he lit- and there's not a person on planet Earth at that time that could not connect with him. That's what it was. Right. It was just a connection that was so strong that you just, as much as you just didn't want to get into it, you couldn't help it. Because uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the man. Yes, sir. Like, and, right. <laughs> so he, he was the man. He was super good, too. Like when you work him, it's it's that's a whole nother level too. Like mm-hmm. it just you're just so excited and so happy because you don't have to really do anything. And that's for people that know what I'm talking about. It's cool, mm-hmm. right? Like it's you get so much out of doing so little that it's that's called being over. Right. <laughs> that's right. over. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And no. the crowd's cheering. You're gonna get paid either way. Phew. Uh, talk about your relationship with China. Oh, this was gonna be a hard one. Okay, um, G is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I, I didn't work with her, yeah. but I met her later, yeah. and I'm thinking this is the nicest lady I've ever met in my yeah. life. Yeah, she was amazing. She was. Wasn't she was she? amazing. Yeah. and it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got any fun memories? Every one of them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It really is a. I, it's I, still I get a little it. bit rough to kind of go there. I understand. Right, it's right. it's right. a tragic story. But no, I mean, it's she yeah. was, she was amazing. Yeah. She was so good yeah. and would do anything for you. Right. And yeah, me and her were like best friends. Oh man, I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, she was an amazing person and absolutely crushed me. Just killed me. Right. That's so wonderful. But like, that's the best part of wrestling, right? Is like the relationships you build with people. You do. You, you know, you build some good ones. You build some crappy ones, too. Let's not make right. a mistake about right. it. Well, that's like, it I comes. think that's, you have the crappy ones, but then you build even better relationships because people have, like, crappy relationships yeah, but, with the same but people. It's in any, it's in any <laughs> life. You have to, but we all have to get along. Yeah. For God's sakes, back then we were on the road 300 days. Like, mm-hmm. people don't realize. Right. Probably you don't get along. weekend job. Like, you know. <laughs> You're in a car with people all the time. Day. You spend more time with people that you work with than you do your own family. Right. So you have to coexist and get along, whether you like them or not. It's like we're, we all have such different personalities, and some people get along with each other, some people don't. But mm-hmm. you can't. It was never, and if you don't get along with it, it was never shown. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's very unprofessional. I mean, some some did, but it was you weren't there long if that happened, because it's just super unprofessional. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to see them every day. So, I mean, you know. I could imagine if I had to see you every day. It's hard enough seeing you one day. Do you know how good your life would be? (laughs) Good? I think you're using that word incorrectly. (laughs) Uh, So now we we see you. We talked about you being a coach. We see you uh, wrestling with the gun club and your son. How's that going? Oh, my gosh. Huh? How weird. (laughs) But it's so much. Like, I never thought. One, I never thought my kids would get into this business. Right. If anybody, I knew Austin would because, unfortunately, he is just like me. But he's 10 times more athletic and has a larger personality than me, if you can believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. But he's amazing. He is actually built to do this. But our deal was for both of my kids was they had to graduate college first. Good. That was a that was a must. Like and they like Austin or like Colton, my oldest is an, an amazing kid. Um, both my kids are amazing. Don't get me wrong. I think probably because I didn't have a hand in raising them. So <laughs> you're on the road 300 days a year. I just worked a lot, so I wouldn't ruin them. Right. Um, no, but they're amazing, and they 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 knew the deal from the get go when they were little. I mean, it's funny because we just I had to send them some. We're going to do some stuff, some photo stuff, and I had to get a bunch of pictures of me and him and. It's funny to see how they were back when they were super little in the ring. They um, have drawings of me and Rock when me and Rock had our. It's it's, but it just comes around and you just don't realize it. And then then that day came when he goes, I think I want to try it. And I went, Oh, oh <laughs> dang it, man! <laughs> like I thought I dodged that bullet. Not that there's anything wrong with this business and. And the the most important thing is, is I didn't want them to do this for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I never wanted them to do this because I did it or they thought that I needed them to do this to fulfill something in me. Never, ever was that the case. I wanted them to be their own person. And as soon as they graduated, I'll help you do whatever you want to right. do. Right. You got to get that and college they both degree first. Did. I mean, they both, you know, Colton graduated two degrees from Florida State. Austin graduated from Rollins with a special education degree. So, I mean, they're both awesome kids. And then Austin tried this, and he picked this up so fast. Sure, yes, he did. And it wasn't it wasn't like I thought it would be a little bit of a struggle because he's been around his whole life. And when we're around in our whole life, it's like from coaching and training people, they pick up bad habits and don't even have to get in the ring. Right. Like they're right. like you're trying to go, what are you like? I have no idea what you're doing right now. And the day, well, I saw it on TV one time. Oh, <laughs> so no. I went, oh no. Okay. <laughs> I need you to forget all that. But he, but he never did that. Like that was the funniest thing. He's just, he acts and reacts. That's it. That's all we right. have to do. And you have to stay in the moment. And, but he's, uh, but now it's just being out there with him. He makes me laugh. So that's all I need is somebody to make me laugh because he's just so all over the place. It's like trying to tone him down a little bit right. now. How much are we going to see the gun club? I mean, is this something on a regular basis? It is. Okay, I, I think it is. I think. Um, so you're going to be working a lot more in the ring, ready to go. I, I don't think he factored in that part. Yeah. Okay. yeah like, realize, do you want to tag with your son more? He's like, sure. Helping him in AEW meant working with him yeah, right. all the time. Yeah. But no, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, I think we'll do some stuff together as a tag for a while until he kind of gets a little a little bit more little, in little the role a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then just turn him loose. 
Um, I honestly, not because he's my kid, and everybody goes, sure, that's exactly why you're saying that. But I think he's going to be a huge star here. A huge star. You're saying that because he's your kid. And he'll be AEW branded. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's kind of what we need more of is some, like when they look at people go, that's an AEW. Exactly. Because they don't say that about, as much as they go, hey, he works for them. Correct. I am not branded AEW, right? Right. Which is a bad, not not a bad thing, but it's a thing. What's, but it's, we need. But I feel that it's just our next step in making a huge program, right? Is branding AEW talent, and I think, and I right. really do because he has all the he has all the tools. It's just getting him in a line, and and he's still going to have some time, and that's the beauty. He's going to have some time to find himself. Well, he's still young, he's right? He's so me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's so me that you're. He's just maneuvering, but that makes him comfortable, and he, you want him comfortable in front of everybody. So he's so he's clear headed. Right. right. It's when we're not clear headed and we're worried about these people and the next thing what to do is we have a tendency not to want to fail. Mm-hmm. And your best successes come from failure. Right. right? I what? know. I never thought I'd pull my pants down and did it one night because I was mad, and it was probably one of the most over things ever that I did. <laughs> so now it's stuck pulling my pants down. <laughs> well, you're right about your son because the, the camera finds him. It yeah. does. When you're in the ring and you see him in the, on the camera, it finds him. <laughs> right. And that's a that's a that's a trait not many people have. I can tell you that. No, it isn't. And yeah. and Brian had the same thing. And, right. and I tell people all the time that like I think Brian just morphed himself to my kid <laughs> because they're both very likable. They're both very camera friendly, and mm-hmm. they do exactly what you say. Like some reason, everything attracts to them. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, and I think that as for me and Brian, that was our best dynamic. So when you beat Brian up. People are into it. They're, mm-hmm. They legitimately feel sympathy. that. Immediate right? sympathy. And then you have me standing on the outside going, that's okay, because he's about to kill everybody. <laughs> you know, so, and I, Austin has the same thing. He's very, very lookatable. Lookatable. It's billyism. Billyism. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of billyism. Yeah. Like I always say, Colton, my oldest, is super pretty. Mm-hmm. Like he really is. Uh-huh. And then Austin is handsome. <laughs> Pretty son and a handsome son. I like it. I like it. So here we are in our uh, fifth month, going, getting ready to start our sixth month of AEW. Uh, pretty good start, wouldn't you say, for us? I think so. Yeah. It's a great start. You know, and as long as we can keep the energy and we and we keep delivering in a program that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. then we'll be fine. Right. You know, and it's still... And still developing talent and bringing talent in and making talent our own and, and just having a good time doing it. All right. Yourself, Dean Malenko, BJ in the background yeah. doing some work. Yeah. I know I'm going to miss somebody, but. Uh, Arn. Arn. Yeah. Arn. 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 Probably yeah. one of the greatest. Justin. You know, yeah. one of the great. I've. I've oh. Yeah. One of the greatest minds in this business. Yeah. And He's, the backstage stories are the best now, aren't they? So oh awesome. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so good. Anyway. Thank Thanks. you, Billy. Thank you, buddy. Thank Thanks you so me. much for having me. Yeah, Even though I did have to, you had to be right in the middle of me and the professional. They put me here. <laughs> Tony, huh? They put me here. No, you put yourself there. No. I, you said, come sit by me. Because well, I was already here. <laughs> Don't try and rewrite this. Don't try and rewrite this. Oh, gosh. I want to see you flex next time. In the ring. In the ring. I don't know who's talking to you. Yeah. 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 All well, right. It's only if I worked and out that day. And if you could, just don't have a personality in there, too. Oh, I'll try. Oh, wait, you already do. Oh. <laughs> 
Love you, Billy. You're our great. Thanks, our thanks to Billy Gunn. Please subscribe to the AW Unrestricted Podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. And tune in to Dynamite Wednesdays, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on TNT. I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. Thanks for listening to Unrestricted. Unrestricted.